Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, uh, Government Minister and uh, Limerick Fianna Gael TD Patrick O'Donovan is on uh, the line. Uh, good morning and um, in strange circumstances, a happy new year to you, Minister. Morning, Joe, and happy new year to you and your listeners as well. Right, let's take this step by step. First of all, you would have seen and heard uh, the debate that has raged over the last few days uh, in the media, on social media. <coughs> and the simple and direct question to you is, did the government get the balance wrong when it came to easing restrictions? I don't think so. And I mean, listening to Anne-Marie there a while ago, the start of the show, I mean, we, we all have to take responsibility. And I don't know how many times Joe, I've been on your show now, and I, I know you're probably weary of me saying the same thing. Um, but COVID is in all our hands. And I think um, Ronan Glynn put it very well last night uh, when he said, look, we, we needn't be um, thinking about what has happened or what is to happen. We, we can only think of the here and now at the moment. Um, and I've been constantly saying uh, on your programme, Joe, that um, the only way that we're going to reduce this um, virus and the spread of this virus uh, is if we reduce it collectively. And, you know, I heard you saying a while ago as well that you now know of a lot of people, um, uh, both yourself and Emery said at the top of the show, who have it. Unfortunately, I've known people from the very start who have it. But the problem that I, I now see is that I know more and more people in the last week who have it. And... It doesn't surprise me, to be honest about it, that the, dum- the numbers are, are so high. And I think, to be quite honest about it, they're probably going to go higher. And we heard from Ronan Madigan in the last hour that he said maybe it's not quite as dramatically high in Limerick as it looks because of the lagging uh, figures and reporting of figures. I don't know about that, to be quite honest about it, because I know an awful lot of people are being privately tested as well. Uh, and I know an awful lot of people are... Um, you know, uh, close contacts or potential close contacts and are going getting uh, tested themselves and are getting positive results and are self-isolating. And the most important thing is that people do self-isolate. And I don't think we should get um, hung up on the figures, to be honest about it. I think we should just accept them that they're very high. They're they're worryingly high. Um, and I think it's right that people are worried uh, because now we all know somebody, and I think all of your listeners now know somebody uh, who has been diagnosed with it. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the real problem is the numbers of us that are walking around with this thing that are asymptomatic and we don't even know we have it. Um, and, you know, I could have it or you could have it and we wouldn't know we'd have it. Um, but we could potentially spread it. And the reality then is that we have to make sure that um, if we are going to have context that we have the, the absolute minimum um, for the shortest period of time uh, and uh, out of absolute necessity, you make that very interesting point, Minister, about people that you're aware of who get tested privately and are coming back with positive yeah. tests. Do they end up in the numbers eventually? Um, I'm not sure, to be quite honest about it, um, whether the HSE take those numbers um, I- immediately or whether there is, a, as you say, a lag. Um, but I do know that people in the last um, week or fortnight uh, who haven't been close contacts um, of people who have gotten a positive results but have heard about it and have taken it upon themselves to go and get tested without any symptoms and have come back positive. Um, and that's frightening. Um, so it'll tell you that when the uh, chief medical officer says that it, you know, it is out of control in the community um, and the system is creaking, um, that, that is a fact. And like 
uh, we we just need to treat each other that we all have it, uh, yeah. and everybody everybody that you meet, you need to t- take them on face and, value that they have it. And the rollout of uh, the vaccine, I mean, it is true, isn't it, that it will certainly be hampered by the fact that just to take one small example, GPs were instructed by their governing body last night uh, not to see patients physically if they could possibly avoid it. So I mean, va- yeah. vaccine rollout is you know something that in a, in a firefighting situation like this it will be affected. Yeah, well, I think the, the HSE's clinical lead, Dr. Colm Henry, said yesterday as well that he was meeting the, the associations um, representing of GPs today to work out um, a solution to this. But there will also be, you know, our public health officials um, in the community, uh, pharmacies uh, will also be administering it um, and others. Um, so, look, the government are confident that um, we will be able to continue the rollout of the vaccine. It is going to be slow. And the main reason it's going to be slow is because of the amount of it that's available and we're competing with other countries. We're buying it, fortunately, through the European Union. So we're getting pro rata the exact amount that we would um, be deserving of based on our population. Um, we might not be so successful if we weren't in the European Union. Um, so that, that is a benefit of having it. Um, but I think that, look, the, the most important thing is that um, the most vulnerable are, are being um, given it first and there is dates um, um, and Nursing Homes Ireland uh, confirmed this this morning that there are dates not only for Limerick Nursing Homes and Community Hospitals um, but for Nursing Homes and Community Hospitals across the country. Uh, and last week we saw the start of people uh, you know, in um, acute hospitals um, being vaccinated, particularly staff. That's going to continue to other acute hospitals this week. Um, and I know people that have been vaccinated, but they're, they're also... You know, being vaccinated means that you're protected from, I suppose, the worst effects of the of the, the disease, but you can still carry the disease and you can still spread it. Um, so not until, you know, that figure of maybe 70% plus of us um, are vaccinated will there be, you know, the type of immunity that and, you would and require. That's a, that's a last quarter of this year objective, let's be frank about it. It is, uh, at, at, high, at low water, and it could go into the last quarter of the year depending on um, how m- much vaccine we can get and how quickly we can compete for it. Yeah, um, we're chatting to Mr Patrick O'Donovan. Um, I know from long experience that this week, every year on Limerick Today, we talk about hospital capacity mm. at University Hospital Limerick. Um, not um, intending to get into the politics of the last decade around that, but the point being yeah. that we're already under pressure with our numbers going in. Now, it is absolutely clear that unfortunately for a lot of people listening this morning who would have had operations slated for the next few weeks for various other things outside of COVID, they are going to be pushed back. They will have to be. But at the same time, Dr. Catherine Motherway and others are saying that our intensive care capacity around the country, including in Limerick, is almost full. So what are we going to do? Yeah, well, look, I mean, the first, the, the second last time I was on with you, I had somebody that didn't, did a press release, Joe, and twisted my words against me, um, you know, for their own political purposes to say that um, what, I, what I'm saying constantly and what you're just after articulating as well is the same thing, which is basically if we don't follow the public health advice, then our hospital system will invariably come under so much pressure that something will, will crack. Um, and the only way that that can continue uh, is if we do what Ronan Blinn asked us to do last night. In relation to the hospital capacity, the government have also said that we will look at the private um, capacity that is available, like we did in March, and see how much of that can be brought into um, use if ne- if that's necessary. Um, and it'll be a call that'll be made by Paul Reid and the Minister for Health. Um, but 
ultimately at the moment, hospital capacity uh, and you're right, elective surgery will be cancelled, elective procedures will be cancelled. There's no point in me coming on this morning and saying that it mightn't happen. It will absolutely happen. Things like breast screening will be effective? There will be a lot of things that protect people, Joe, and a lot of things that keep people living longer and a lot of things that, that extend all of our lifetimes are going to be impacted. And the reason they're being impacted is these numbers have ballooned. Um, and there's no point in people saying, I told you so, um, you know, now, because we have to deal with the now. Right. Um, but do you accept what Dr. Killian de Gascoon said over the weekend, that only 10% of this ballooning relates to the UK variant? That oh, absolutely. It- Joe, if there was no UK variant, this was going to take off, in my own opinion. And I, to- I, said, I said this to you before Christmas. Um, I, I said this before Christmas, that in my own humbled opinion that this was going to take off and it was going to take off in the community. Um, and, you know, we can we can rake over the ashes all we want, but I don't believe that the UK variant but, is the main but problem. But where is the balance in your mind, Minister, between what was required for people's psychological welfare in December um, and what was required for the economy and retail and restaurants and then what was required to combat the virus? Well, look, I mean, the psychological damage of having this thing is, is, is probably a millionfold worse than the psychological damage of, of, of everything else associated with it now that we're in the middle of the winter. Unfortunately, now, you know, there are families all over County Limerick this morning who have a relative literally locked up in a room. Um, you know, there are families who don't know they have it and are waiting for a test result. Um, so, you know, and there are other families that have been bereaved in the recent past, Joe, and I mean in the last couple of days. Um, and, you know, we mightn't have heard the numbers to the same degree uh, as we normally did because we were also consumed with Christmas, which is important. Um, and as the Taoiseach said, it, it wanted, you know, the government wanted it to be meaningful. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, was it Anne-Marie said there a while ago that, like, you, when you had queues of people to try and get into um, um, events and, and, and particular um, retail outlets, we all have to take responsibility for ourselves and step back and say, you know, should I really be in this situation? So now we have another chance. We're being given yet again another chance um, um, to bring this thing under control. And I mean, I was in a shop yesterday, uh, you know, for essential purposes before anyone rings in. And there's two people walked in without masks. Now, in fairness to the person behind the counter, they corrected them and asked them to go out and get them. So, you know, I actually don't know what has to happen before... Um, we realised that we had this um, thing under control. Um, we had it down to can, double digits in the summer. Yeah. And here it's down to thousands. Can you answer a, a couple of other questions? Uh, it, there is a sense, based on media reporting over the last few days, that vaccines have been delivered in Cork, Galway and Dublin, but not yet in Limerick. Is that true or not? The vaccination programme has been started in those hospitals, but that's not for people that are from those areas. In fact, I know people that have been vaccinated who are healthcare workers um, in in Cork, for instance, who are from Limerick, um, so the remainder of the the, um, the tier one hospitals and all of the other hospitals, including those say um, like county hospitals and general hospitals, um, they will be um, rolled out this week. Um, and the, but, the, but, but I suppose the question would be, you know, clearly uh, University Hospital Limerick is a major hospital for the Midwest. So why uh, so are is, we slightly behind Cork, so, Dublin, and Galway? And so is Beaumont. And so was Waterford, and the decision was taken, you know, to start um, based on the volume of uh, vaccination that was available, um, and there was no but, point. But, but our case numbers have been much I higher know. for a period. And the decision was, and so was Waterford's, um, but the decision was taken based on 
the um, best empirical evidence that the team who aren't political, and I would hope now that no one would jump on that bandwagon of trying to make this a political thing, that um, the decision was taken to try and make sure that the uh, widest spread uh, to the greatest number of healthcare professionals, number one, bearing in mind that it's the healthcare professionals in COVID wards that we want first and foremost to be protected, um, you know, in the event of them getting it. So the others will get it this week. And, you know, we're only talking about uh, one week more. And as you said quite rightly at the start, it's probably the fourth quarter of this year. So this is going to take a long, long time. Um, and, you know, I would ask people, I suppose, to be patient we, and to understand the fact we will not be able to vaccinate everybody initially. Can we initially. also touch on the localization of restrictions, which we know is in the government's armory, because of the numbers here in Limerick being so high, do you think that we in Limerick could face even tighter level five restrictions than other parts of the country and soon? Well, it is an option that's available. Um, but if you look at some of the electoral areas um, per, per head of population, there are other counties while the numbers in Limerick are high, in the second highest in the country, pro rata, there are local electoral areas like in Monaghan and in Cavan and in Donegal that are much higher. Um, so I think that we need to, to take this as where we are at the moment as a country and where the government is providing leadership at the moment, that everybody has to adhere to the same rules across the country, and which what, is unless you have to go out, stay right, at home. But, but you wouldn't rule out that prospect. No, I wouldn't. That there could be a localisation around the country and that certainly would have Limerick very much in mind. Well, it was done before. Um, remember, it was done for Lee Shoffley and Kildare and it worked. Now, it, it, that was at a totally different part of the It was the done cycle. for Donegal and it didn't work as well. Well, yes, because you have a border problem. Uh, and you have another jurisdiction um, within Anessa's Roar um, that wasn't taking it quite so seriously as the government down here was taking it. And you have people working and transiting across the border and everything else. So you have a complicating factor in Donegal and the border counties. Right. And, and uh, uh, Minister, when you know you look at uh, the numbers that we are facing here, I heard you say on Live 95 mm-hmm. News over Christmas that somebody who goes out and breaches the guidelines at this point is no different from... A driver who gets behind the wheel drunk. Yeah, absolutely. And I would stand over that. And I just, I suppose, like um, from my point of view, when you know that when you know that you have the possibility of having um, this disease, um, and at the moment the chief medical officer is telling all of us to to take it that you have it. So take it that you have it, but yet you still go out um, and you unnecessarily come in contact with somebody. And I don't mean a casual coming in contact with somebody either out for a walk. Uh, are in a, a shop for essential purposes. I mean attending events where you know that there is a risk uh, of transmission. It's the very same thing. Um, and no more than in the road safety campaigns that are done, you know, don't get behind the wheel of a car. If you don't need to meet somebody at the moment, well, don't meet them. Um, and the only way that this thing is going to stop spreading, as I said before, you know, the only way this, this can travel is from person to person. Michal Martin doesn't make it move. Colm Henry doesn't make it move. Leo Varadkar doesn't make it move. We can't stop it unless people want to stop it themselves. Yeah, and then you know, when you look at the situation that I observed this morning, um, having been in and out of work all through the first lockdown, yeah, um, and I know what I saw and I understand exactly what Limerick City was like at that point in terms of the lack of traffic and the lack of movement. We're in level five this morning. I came in. Schools are closed, but I can tell you from direct personal experience this morning that the level of traffic on the road was nowhere near as low as it was 
during lockdown one. But we're being told that the situation is now more serious. Yeah, well, and it is more serious. It's a lot more serious. And, and look at the numbers. Lockdown one did not have any anything like the numbers that we are in now. Um, so, look, I suppose I would just make a personal appeal to employers as well. If you can keep uh, people at home, do. But bear in mind, in lockdown one, everything was closed, um, including um, manufacturing uh, in many cases and construction. Um, they have, um, the government have made sure that they continue because uh, of another problem that we have, which is, a, you know, shortage of housing. We have to continue to make sure that I we, know, we keep up with that. Could construction not stop for a month or two? Yeah, well, then, Joe, if it stopped for a month or two, I mean, this is the balancing act that the government have to try and uh, and manoeuvre. I know, the, but, but, but it is worth saying, oh, Minister, I mean, you have repeated, and I understand exactly why, the constant message about all of our personal yeah. responsibility. But that is something you could look at and say, is, well, do you know what? For six weeks or, or two months, if everyone else is being asked to make this sacrifice, maybe we could stop construction. Well, we, I mean, that is, optionally, that is an option to stare, but I can guarantee you not everybody in the car that you were behind in the dock road this morning was going to a construction site. Um, and there was people going, you know, for non-essential activity. And again, as like Anne-Marie said a while ago, there's personal responsibility here. There's people listening to the radio now who know that they could avoid doing something and who might be saying to themselves, you know, um, will I or won't I? Um, and just in relation, you know, I suppose the important thing to point out again is the vaccination programme uh, is, is light in the tunnel for all of us because, my God, like 2020 was bad, but I mean 2021 is at least starting with a degree of hope and, and light in the tunnel. Doesn't and feel the, like it this morning. Yeah, well, the Limerick programme is starting today, I mean, and I think that that's something that is positive. Um, and, you know, for people in nursing homes that will receive their vaccination today and their families, um, that is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for healthcare staff, um, you remember yeah. they have no... Bottom, bottom have, line, though, and it is the bottom line, and, you know, and this is just pure, simple reality based on the numbers and the statistics and what we've all learned about this and what the medical professionals are telling us. A lot of people are going to die based on the activity of the last few weeks and there's nothing that can be done about that now. There will. Uh, unfortunately, and an awful lot of people are dead already because of the delay activities of the last few weeks because their resistance might have been lower. Uh, and we know that locally and we know that anecdotally and um, that people have passed away. Um, and, you know, it, it, COVID might have been, there might have been an underlying, a serious underlying condition and COVID might have been the last thing that those people needed and those families are grieving today. And remember, uh, particularly in rural areas um, where I represent, um, the, the community funeral is, is now again gone, um, you know, and it is, it is heartbreaking to see a coffin um, in, in a hearse with two or three people standing around it and a couple standing inside in the graveyard, and I passed one of them yesterday. And it is an awful sight, because that's not something that we do in this country. We don't let the the um, the people that have passed away, uh, or those who are bereaved, uh, grieve on their own. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we have to do now, and it is heartbreaking right. to watch it. Okay, okay. All right, listen, thank you very much for talking to us uh, this morning. Uh, Government uh, Minister Patrick O'Donovan is also Fine Gael TD here in Limerick. Call Limerick today now on 461995.